This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Give it to me. Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we just peel open our peepers day after day, look around the real world, the internet world, whichever world, the virtual world, and try to pluck out those special little eggs. That Aww. rise to the level of thingness. Like little candy dino eggs inside the oatmeal of life. <laughs> ah, good one. Good callback. Thank you for joining us. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, we have things. Now, none of these things are GameStop stonk because I'm pretty sure that is a thing that is on its way out. But, you know, I just thought I'd... <laughs> Let you I'm know. pretty sure it's not, but it's basically like too big for our show. I have a thing that glances in that direction. All right, all right, that's good. But we do want you to know that we see it. Yeah, and that at some point, uh, financial market revolutions are better covered on our other shows. <laughs> and you this know, is mostly like, for like fun a show about here. finances. <laughs> Is or, a good one, even especially yeah. if in some way they might be tech driven <laughs> mm, mm, and quite. related to financial yeah. marketplaces. Just you saying. could imagine. Yeah, we could do that. Um, We've done. that. Yeah. Any other podcast. Exactly. That uh, Tom or I do. You will find that information. I will. I'll flick at it. But we're staying Mean, above the fray. Meanwhile, I'm going totally different, totally yes. away for a moment. Uh, Seinfeld, the return from Dominic Nero on Twitter yeah. Is the perfect intersection of Twin Peaks, The Return, and Seinfeld. What is it? Is it a thing? Is it, it a, I mean, is it a, is it a, it is a, pro- it is a subculture of its own now. It's got a bunch of fans. Uh, Dominic, uh, is the staff video editor at Esquire. Uh, also does some writing about film TV, et cetera. And just for kicks over the December holiday break, made a fake, sort of like peek at Seinfeld the return like what if there was a version of Seinfeld that was like Twin Peaks the return where they they returned to the same world you know years later and it was in that Lynchian inexplicable uh you know milieu and it's great he uses uh footage from other things that you know jerry seinfeld uh and uh, julia louis julia louis dreyfus have done to make it look like oh it's you know so many this many years later 25 years later uh and then he, he puts in weird lynchian sound effects and 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 visual what? effects and pulls flashbacks from the original seinfeld uh man it's not for everybody uh, but there are a lot of people like it. And so he he made more in early January 
Uh, and, uh, he's, uh, he's says he's gonna, he's gonna make a whole like complete trailer right now. There's part one, two, and three in a trailer. He says he's going to make a whole like single video for all the parts with part four included. Oh my goodness. This is fascinating. Wow. Seinfeld reimagined as aesthetically terrifying. Now I'm going to see it everywhere and I'm going to have to watch it. Cause I definitely was on, I was a twin peaks fan. And, you know, I really, uh, I really was hoping he would have had, I was kind of holding out on this one because January 4th is when he, he, he pinned all three parts, uh, together and said more to come. Yeah. Uh, we, I, I think maybe the world intervened in the, in the, in the intervening time, but, uh, so that. I haven't seen the part four yet. Huh. Okay. So you're saying I should wait for all of them maybe? Um, Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I would go. I would go experiment. Uh, they're not long. They're only like you know ten minutes or less. Fascinating. Okay, good one. Good find. Love it. Um, this is my skating close to the sun moment. But we've taught we and we have talked about this a little bit in the context of TikTok. But subject matter expertise on Twitter as a shared hobby is a thing and everybody acknowledging it is a thing. So with all of the various uh, new topics that have been introduced, let's just say over the course of the last year or so, uh, it has caused everybody on Twitter who wants to comment on everything all the time to need to get up on subjects that they would not otherwise be up on. Now, in our profession, we call this journalism. But... (laughs) (laughs) But it is also necessary for the pursuit of takes on Twitter. And so I had been thinking the exact thing that this VC that I occasionally interview, Paul Kodrowski, tweeted this morning, which was, I like that everyone on Twitter has moved on from being an expert on virology, single strand RNA viruses and viral escape, and is newly an expert on shorting stocks, momentum trading, gamma squeezes, market structure, vol trading, and so on. Carry on experting. And the first reply that I see on Twitter uh, to this is uh, from Sashing Agrawal. Just like the first law of thermodynamics for energy, expertise can be changed from one form to another, but it cannot be created or destroyed. The total amount of expertise in the universe remains constant, merely changing from one form to another. Exactly. And I would argue that he left out a whole category of constitutional law. Mm, There mm, was mm, like mm -hmm. voter suppression stuff for a while. There's been filibustering. That's been a big one. I mean, you it is amazing how much people know about filibuster rules. Yeah, it's it's. (sighs) Here's here's the thing. Here's the sad thing that that occurred to me when I saw this was going to be one of your things. There are experts on twitter in all of these things and they're fantastic to follow Mm -hmm. and have tell you about their expertise and those actual experts generally only talk about their expertise (laughs) because that's the thing they're expert in uh like i don't know our own subasa in discord right now says as someone who is an expert on immunology it's been miserable with everyone talking about the virus yeah because uh, yeah. man, knowing a little is dangerous, and uh, and and so you know, being able to say like, hey, yeah, you know, I brushed up brushed up on short selling, so let me explain this entire thing, why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, that 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 just right. must must drive people who actually know this insane. And also, just like 
let I I do not want to offend anyone here, but it's sort of like let me explain uh, that because I'm a veterinarian, right? It's like <laughs> you, it's no you're nowhere near the universe of the thing that you've suddenly <laughs> educated yourself by reading uh, educated yourself about by reading like 150 other tweets. Of dubious provenance, probably. And like, I don't want to make fun of people too much because again, this is my whole job. Like the, a thing I don't know damn all about. Mm-hmm. I think I made up damn all because I had a hot chocolate before the show. Damn but, all Gleason. One of my faves. <laughs> but it's really, it is just like the insistence of people being like, well, I'm clearly everyone is going to come here for me to explain this thing. Which is nowhere near my own actual bailiwick. So I better spend a few minutes on Wikipedia. I guess. Here's, here's like, what I try to do. Uh, oh, that's what Sebastian just I'll, said. I'll, I'll ah. use the. What's that? Sebastian literally just said people who spend five minutes on a wiki page and then run to explain. Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, I, I try to be the person that says, hold on, I just read up on short selling. I think I get what it is now. Let me try to help you explain it. And hey, financial experts out there, uh, if if I get it too far wrong, let me know, right? And so I did. I did try to say like, okay, now now I think I know how to explain short selling. I don't then try to say, and because <laughs> I recently gained an understanding of what something is, let me explain all the implications of what that means to this wider and, story. And P.S. Here you should. Here's what you should buy. <laughs> oh yeah even better right and the best is like that you, once someone has become an instant i should have called it insta subject matter expertise actually that is probably mm-hmm. the better label for the thing because once you have become an insta expert then not only must you explain it you must argue mm-hmm. your point yeah. and your newfound knowledge to the death and including argue, argue to win because argue to win. now exactly. you're the you're the expert uh, yeah, not, don't I argue to learn. To you don't have anything left to learn. You brushed up. You're an expert. I'm sorry that you are an actual immunologist, but I have been reading Twitter for a lot of years. <laughs> so I know you're you're <laughs> like not actually saying that, but I could just feel the hair on Tsubasa's <laughs> neck standing up. I know, right? Totally. <laughs> it is, but it is like it's schools of. It is literally like schools of fish with attention spans as long as goldfish. Going and finding a new topic to try to like nibble on badly. And it, it is, it is quite a thing to see. It is a, it is truly a phenomenon, the insta yeah. subject matter expertise. That's funny is, uh, oh, Justin so Robert good. Young, uh, on his politics, politics, politics program today said pretty much the same thing that Paul Kodrowski said. I don't know if he saw that before he said it, but it was like, Oh, look, all you virology experts have suddenly become experts in finance. This is great. It's so, and it completely, and it, that is part of the thing is that is, is people on Twitter calling out Twitter for spawning all of these Insta experts is the related thing to the thing where everybody has to become yeah. an expert. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, a, it's a, it's a circle, circle of Twitter life. I would say, uh, this isn't going to fix any problems, but for your own sanity out there, uh, I would work if you're interested, if you, if you're not, don't even worry about it. But if you're interested, mm-hmm. uh, work on trying to find the actual experts, they are there, uh, and you can follow them and be like, Oh, there's the, the person who actually works in that industry who, who really can explain it. Like, it's pretty fun when you find the experts and then, then you can ask them questions and actually learn. <laughs> Instead of pretending to be the expert. It's actually the magic of Twitter is that everyone is available to you. Yeah. You don't have to listen to. Yeah. Uh, The other thing that I think, I don't know, this is a thing check, 
because I noticed it being talked about a lot more this week than I have ever noticed it before. In fact, I've only been dimly aware of this thing. And then this week, it, I was seeing it referenced everywhere. Uh, it is the birthday of uh, Scotland's national poet, Robert Burns. Uh, he lived in the 1700s. He was the plowman poet. Uh, he was born on January 25th. And uh, in Scotland and to some extent around the world uh, by people who are either Scottish or, or like Scottish things, uh, celebrated as Burns Night. On Burns Night, you read Robert Burns' poem addressing a haggis, uh, and you eat haggis and drink and have a lovely meal. And man, I heard a lot more people talking about Burns Night this year than I ever have in my life. Whoa! I just looked it up because I had never heard of it and had the moment that I always have, which is, really? I've never heard of this thing that Tom is talking about. Oh my God, this thing that Tom is talking about is everywhere, which happens all the time. It's everywhere! There were like a bunch of news stories about it. I suspect that uh, the fact that Kate Middleton and Prince William celebrated Burns Night not three days ago, right? Yeah, yeah, is probably a big part of it. But oh my god, this is fascinating! Oh, Sabas is calling hockey on this one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I have found. I did the news search, and it's on. Let's see, Bustle, Daily Beast, MSN about Kate Middleton and Prince William. Well, yeah, I don't know. Celebrating Burns Night? Try these easy shortbread recipes. <gasps> I can actually see this as an offshoot of like pandemic theme nights. Yeah. Like it makes perfect sense because it's winter. I literally just two nights ago, we had a Huga night at my house where we did raclette. That's great. <laughs> but, yeah, it was so fun because it was like finally really cold and rainy. And so we yeah, made yeah. like raclette, which is like the oh, little, perfect. you know, Swiss like cheese melting dinner and like hot chocolate. Hmm. Um, so good. But I think like winter, it makes perfect sense to me that when nobody can go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that we would look for more reasons country, to so. have a celebration like the theme nights that you're talking about. And Burns yeah. Night's just built right in. You don't. I I, I on Twitter said like celebrating Never Burns Night this. tonight with some scotch. Don't have any haggis. Substituting tacos. How blasphemous is this, Scots? And uh, most people were very supportive. They're like, yeah, no, aw, tacos fine. Robert Burns wouldn't that's care. Sweet. It's all good. I mean, haggis, neeps, and tatties is yep. apparently what you're supposed to have. That's the traditional Burns supper. By the way, apparently you can, I didn't realize this, I started looking into this. Uh, you can have a Burns supper whenever you want. You can have an address to a haggis. Uh, on any night it's just on burns night on his birthday january 25th it's particularly uh huh? appropriate okay good news tatties is mashed potatoes <laughs> it's just scottish for mashed potatoes that's a, just an easy one that's <laughs> an you're easy worried. one yeah yeah huh and you know whiskey oh my god i love this uh i don't know i guess we'll know if it happens again next year <laughs> yeah that's a good that if, let's try to remember to keep an eye out like is okay burns night's coming up anybody talking about it is it no all right cool it makes it makes a lot of sense to me as a nice hygge winter theme night situation yeah i'm feeling yeah. it feeling yeah, it yeah. um before i begin what do we think is our policy on swears it's a thing has always been i think a relatively family-friendly show <sighs> yeah i mean i mean it, it, it's up to us right uh, this mm -hmm. is not a situation where it's like, wow, we're, we're covering this particular thing. And so uh, it's, it's I guess it's kind of up to the community standards. I know. I think so. Well, I'm going to see what Discord says while I do a little lead in here, which is okay. that uh, this is the first time that a thing containing a swear has ever been a thing that I know of, uh, you know, on our show. But um, guys, <laughs> 
I don't know if you've seen this everywhere, but oh god, oh I'm going. You know what? We can bleep it if we want to. Yeah, Rich, Rich is the one who has to deal with out. this, right? <laughs> yeah, we're getting the, we're going for the E. Have you seen this everywhere? Fuck around and find out. Uh, is a that, thing. That's the the meme, right? Is just that's like, the meme. Yeah, just like that. And you know, it's it's got a fairly obvious connotation, like. <laughs> you will do this thing and then you will find out what the consequences are. It seems to be a big thing on the left, like left, left. It began in last year, it became associated, according to knowyourmeme.com, with online leftist circles as a warning to liberals that ignoring progressive movements and candidates could lead to unwanted consequences, such as a Trump reelection. So maybe it was sort of like a, what did they call them? The dirtbag left thing. Mm-hmm. But Honestly, I have to say, I totally associate it with Philly. (laughs) (laughs) With Philadelphia? And that is when it came to my attention, when there was like a whole bunch of Philadelphia memes just sort of scooching all over the internet during that, during the count. And there was, you know, suggestion that people should go to Philadelphia and like try to mess with the the counters there. And (laughs) there was a lot of Philly and um, that dude, uh, Grimy, dirty, gritty, gritty. The Philly, uh, the Flyers. Oh, the uh, Philadelphia Flyers hockey gritty. team mascot. Oh, yep. look, hockey. Yes, hockey is in here. So it's obviously a thing. And <laughs> the combination of gritty with fuck around and find out was <laughs> oh, yeah. magical. I and totally I swear to God, that. I'm seeing it everywhere now. I, I even saw it in, I like, I'll see it. I'll just casually see it in a tweet and it's like, mm, I fucked around and found out. <laughs> and i'm sorry but normally uh, you and don't it's become it's a, it's become a like i mean you do you consequences you know they're coming coming at you it's it's your, it's your funeral it's the modern it's your funeral <laughs> it's the modern it's your funeral it totally is yep and the fact that it is combined with gritty oh yeah who's his own category of thing is just kind of my favorite development of all time and frankly i'm i'm like trying to remember to say it more often because it really cracks me up so it's i apologize f- for the swears absolutely you've nailed <laughs> but this like, one it yeah. is such, <laughs> it's such a delight also I mean, uh, subasa points out it's literally the scientific method <laughs> <laughs> yeah as long as you got a good control you know <laughs> like trust our audience to make it classy yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yep Ah, these are so good. Uh, in fact, we trust our audience so much. Uh, we use them for uh, all kinds of other things to add to the show, like this one from Edmund uh, with the subject Chelsea Boots. Hi, Molly and Tom. I just happened to watch a short video from Adam Savage from Mythbusters fame about his favorite set of work boots from an Australian shoe company called Blundstone. And guess what style the shoe is? I think the subject line of my email gave it away. They're, they're Chelsea of boots. Of course, they're Chelsea boots. And Aussie Ugh. Lee in our in our Discord says they're Blundies. Blundies. Oh, I've actually heard of Blundies. That's from the Blundstone. I, I guess even oh, before I had heard of. Wow, there you go. Um, I haven't bought any yet because it. I still just wear Uggs all day every day because it's <laughs> because where am I going? But I'm gonna get some. Um, that Charlie dude and Tom both sent in the most. 2021 thing burgeons we have seen so far it was almost terrifying and it was obviously <laughs> the bernie meme singing a sea shanty oh man on twitter too we were getting hammered with this one like hey Hammer. john and ollie oh my gosh 
They Did even like Bernie? layered it. Like there's like a bunch of Bernies singing the shanty. It's, I mean, really, it's everything. It's everything all in one. Singularity. Yeah. It's the I I believe I said uh, that that's it for the internet, folks. Please enter your initials here when I saw this meme. <laughs> yes. Yep. Only only appropriate response. Internet has finally hit the high score. Uh, Todd's, Todd submits that we've hit peak barn door thing. Uh, Todd says, I know it's been a month or so, but if you needed confirmation of the thingitude of a barn door, look no further than this bathroom vanity with a barn door to replace a normal cabinet door spotted at Home Depot this weekend. Oh, my God. See, and I was like a little afraid I was late with the barn door thing, but it's only gotten bigger. Still going. Still going. And honestly, the barn door on the vanity may sound dumb to you, but when you look at it, you're like, oh, this is kind of clever because one half of the vanity is is drawers Mm -hmm. and the other half is the barn door. So you slide the barn door over, you get the shelves behind the barn door, but you're only covering the drawers that you don't need to use because you're, you know, got the barn door slid over. Yeah. And honestly, if you have a small bathroom, mm-hmm. that's super useful to not have to open those cabinets. It's yeah, spa- it's, it's a space you don't saver. Have to swing them out. I love it. Yep, it's downright IKEA esque. Oh my goodness, incredible! Uh, Manny drops a society. Manny uh, honorary THD drops a <laughs> right. societal thing on us, and he said, "I think uh, <laughs> I think that what I'm going to call holiday hopping." my words, Hmm. is a thing. Just jumping from one holiday to the next. We're always celebrating something. I'm writing this inside a dollar store surrounded by Easter and Valentine's Day decorations. (laughs) Is my timing bad and I only go to stores leading up to holidays or is this a thing? You know, uh, back when I used to go inside stores, uh, I would would always keep track of the the special section of the store that was for holidays. And Manny's absolutely right. They don't take a break. No, <laughs> they just no. go from one to another. Yeah, it's really arguably more like perma holiday, mm, mm-hmm. but I'll give you holiday hopping. And again, in pandemic time, these holidays are more, they're just, they're almost the only milestones that we have. And so I bet it's even bigger. Uh, let us know if any of you saw a Burns Night section in any of your local grocery <laughs> or drugstores. That would tell us something for sure. If the, you know, the, the shelves were filled with haggis. It was amazing. Uh, Leonardo wrote in on a TV thing. Hey, Tamali, want to know what is a trend on TV for the last five years? I'll tell you. Vomiting. <laughs> the puke <What>? is on, <laughs> says Leonardo. <laughs> I don't know who decided that this is a realistic or artistic or whatever, but the puking on TV must stop. (laughs) And I'm seeing it everywhere. I can't have a simple dining experience with my Uh, wife and not be forced to watch someone vomiting. Why? Why? uh, Do I need to see that? Does it add anything to the story? I can't imagine anyone saying something needs more puking to be fun. Stop the puke. (laughs) And he cites Vulture and Mashable stories about why everyone is on TV throwing up. Was there was there some kind of like innovation in puke CGI technology that caused this to happen? I mean, I will say it isn't like a classic thing on Saturday Night Live to do like an over the top projectile mm-hmm, vomit. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It feels like barfing there is was it's the new easy comedy. One of those unwritten rules <laughs> so against it, right? Primetime broadcast TV, you can't show commenting. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah, families in America <sighs> won't, won't stand for it. And that at some point. In the 21st century, it, that that taboo went away, and and so 
the writers of shows were freed and and all the, these decades of pent up vomit sketches and and scenes that they wanted to to write uh, all came out at once i guess sort of like sure, a vomit Mer- Cher Marie says, I think drunk history helped, ah, which is very, very, hilarious. Very possible. Very possible. Oh, my God. Also, the fact that Vulture has a section tagged vomiting. I'm clicking it. I'm clicking it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to miss. I mean, it's a mistake. I can already tell. Yeah, that's probably not um, a good idea. But I'm, that seems I'm, to that seems to have been the last article us, that they did on it. But I haven't I haven't seen. And I'm going to now. Ugh. Now, the next time I see it, I'm going to be like, come on. It's ridiculous. Thank you uh, for that, Leonardo. We we appreciate you and we and we support you in your campaign. <laughs> and thank you to all of us, all of you who emailed us. It's a thing. Uh, feedback at it's a thing dot me. Keep it coming. It's so great. I'm just looking at this barn door vanity. It's the problem is it doesn't look good. Otherwise, it's genius. There might be other styles out there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, well. could be. Yeah. Uh, well, our shout-outs could not be based on anything but the Q3 2020 GameStop earnings call. I mean, <laughs> come on. Come on. What, what else are we going to do? Uh, shall Bravo. we begin? Producer Rich, let us. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on our third quarter earnings call. I hope you are all safe and well. Uh, The third fiscal quarter represents a key pivot point in our trajectory to stabilize, optimize, and transform Mary Yen. Our overarching goal is to leverage the power of competitive advantages of our brand, significant loyalty base, dedicated and experienced Mike Akins, and expensive omnichannel capabilities of Jake Woods to drive lifetime value across all things Kevin Sill and Gabrielle Cohen. Uh, Molly, if I could, I'd just like to interject that as Joe Hood evolves the way he plays, we are evolving with him, expanding our addressable market as we expand our suite of products and services to meet his needs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No questions yet, please. In closing, as we look back over the five quarters since launching Brad Sparks Reboot, we are very proud of the tenacity of Eric Duncan to not only produce meaningful results during the stabilize and optimize stages of our plan, but to do so all while delivering our products and services to Louis St. Amour and doing so in the middle of an unprecedented business disruption caused by Lee Price. That's right. That's right. We have we have made advancements that have begun to return our business to sales, growth, and profitability, while enabling us to undertake the significant transformational work we now have underway. Thank you. We will now take your questions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from bloomberg oh my god that is <laughs> it's possible that uh tom and i have listened to a few too many earnings calls and our apologies maybe, if you have not know. but trust know. me when i tell you that was perfect yeah. uh Austin <laughs> lee who works in the industry uh says glorious chef's kiss to the sky so yes if we have pleased Aussie lee we have done our job well done well i feel done. like the only thing we were lacking is like shockingly crappy audio quality yes exactly audio quality that would have made way it way too good perfect yeah <laughs> just have been perfect thank you so much to those of you who support us at the shout out level i think you can see why anyone would (laughs) you can join your friends uh at any level you like at patreon.com slash it's a thing thank you again for making our show possible every week we're so so grateful to have you yeah keep those emails coming feedback at it's a thing.me see you next week (laughs) 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.